Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast episode. I hope you're all having a great week. I am recording a few episodes today, which is exciting. I actually dropped my podcast mic the other day. It fell off a shelf, landed, hit me in the head, which wasn't great because it's quite heavy, uh, and then fell on the ground. And it's got a big dent in the top of it now. Um, So I thought, oh no, it's going to be totally ruined, but it seems to still be functioning really well, which is awesome. So uh, yeah, hopefully the audio quality is okay coming through to you guys today. I've had lots going on behind the scenes. We've been so busy. We've had lots of hypnobirthing sessions, lots of postnatal package clients as well, uh, and lots of cool things uh, sort of happening behind the scenes and and in the pipeline that we are working on. So lots of cool things coming um, for me and and for our business in the next couple of months. So yeah, that's been really cool to be able to work on. And Archie is now eight months old, which is crazy. Everyone says it goes really quickly and it definitely does. Um, But what he is doing now, which is really lovely, is a bit more of a consistent nap schedule. So he'll usually have two naps in the day now and they're a pretty good length. So that means that I can get a bit more into work and creating content and posts for Instagram and then also recording and planning this podcast, which is great. I've got some interviews coming up on here, which is also really exciting with some really fantastic professionals in the maternity, pregnancy, postpartum industry. So that's great because it's been a little while since I've done an interview on here. Um, There's been lots of solo episodes. So yeah, that will be really fun. I always love doing the interviews and there's some incredible people that I have been able to work with over the years. And I think being able to interview them on here and to chat just really allows them to share their expertise and their knowledge and for you guys to be able to benefit from that information that they can share and um, that support that they can provide. So yes, there's a few exciting episodes uh, coming up as well. Now getting into today's episode, what I wanted to chat about today is a conversation that I've been having a lot with my one-on-one clients and with emails, um, people that have contacted me and also on Instagram messages. And it's around women who are wanting a natural birth or a physiological birth, often without an epidural. That's what they're hoping for. That's what, you know, they would like to avoid the epidural, but they're worried about the pain and they're worried about the intensity and they are not sure whether they'll be able to cope. And often I'm having this discussion with mums that are expecting their first baby, which I totally get because you haven't been through labor before. You haven't felt what a contraction or a surge is like. Uh, And it can be really hard to create a clear picture of what you would like for your birth and what you're aiming for when you you don't know what it's going to feel like. And you don't really know how you're going to be on the day um, and how you're going to feel and what you're going to want. So I get it. It's tricky, but this is where hypnobirthing can have such a big impact and such a positive impact. And I've heard this from hundreds of clients, but also for myself with my birth, really using the techniques makes a massive difference to our confidence and our ability to go, actually, we can do this. We can work with our body. We can work with the intensity. We can embrace it instead of fighting against it. And we can achieve this. So firstly, I think it is a really great idea to get clear on what you would like. If you are wanting a natural birth or you're wanting to avoid an epidural, look into that whole picture and look into some of your other options. Do you want to use the shower 
or the bath? Are you open to maybe some of the other medical pain relief options like the nitrous gas or some of the opioid options or are you hoping to avoid them as well? Also learning about some of the pros and cons of those options I think can be really helpful. Often people will say to us, you know, don't be a hero, just take the drugs or you don't get a medal for not having the epidural and I'm sure you've heard things like that. Um, and often that message can be really strong in society. But epidurals, while they can be really effective, and for some women they can be a key part of them having a good birth and it's something that they maybe want, they do have some drawbacks um, and they do have some risks involved. And I've been working with a lot of clients second or third time around for hypnobirthing lately, and a lot of them have talked about how with their first birth, they maybe had an epidural, but didn't quite understand what that meant. What other interventions also generally needed to come with that? What other interventions that the epidural made a little bit more likely? They felt like no one ever told them when they requested the epidural, which is something that does bug me. I think with anything, we need information and with any intervention, whether that's an induction, an epidural, artificially breaking the waters, um, medications in labor, things like that. I think we need to be informed about the pros and the cons and um, hopefully you have a care provider that does really explain those pros and cons to you and supports you to make the decision that is right for you. So learn about um, epidurals, learn about your medical pain relief options so that you can have a clear idea of the benefits and the risks and then you can make a really great informed decision. The other thing that I would really recommend, and of course I am biased in this, is doing a hypnobirthing course. Because not only will you learn all the hypnobirthing tools and techniques that can help you to work with the intensity of labor and to work with the intensity of the contractions, but you'll also build a lot of knowledge. You'll learn about what your body is doing in labor, what your physiology is doing, what happens when you have a contraction, all your different incredible hormones and how they're all working together. And all of this knowledge and learning about our body and learning about how amazing it is can help us to go into our birth feeling more confident as well. As I said, any hypnobirthing course that you do is going to cover lots of different techniques that you can use for labor. And that's really, really important. Back when I was working in one of our big public hospitals here in South Australia. And this is actually one of the big reasons why I went into childbirth education is that I was looking after so many women who really hadn't had much opportunity to complete any education through through the, their hospital during their pregnancy. And they didn't maybe have the time in appointments to really ask their care provider lots of questions. And this was a fragmented system that I was working in. So when I would meet a couple in labor, it would generally be the first time that I've met them before. So we're trying to build that relationship and, and that trust and for them to get to know me quite quickly. And often I would chat to them about what they're sort of hoping for their birth, especially if it was early on in labor or they were having an induction. And we'd maybe chat about their different options. We'd chat about the shower the bath, movement, different positions, breathing, different strategies that they can use. And a lot of people would say, I didn't, I didn't know about all of these things, or I only thought I could use the shower and maybe sit on the football uh, and then have the gas and the epidural. You know, that's all the options that I thought. And that's only four things. Whereas with hypnobirthing, with the course that I teach, we go through so many other techniques so that you can have lots of options. You can have lots of things to try in labor um, to work with the intensity. 
I said at the start how sometimes part of that worry about having a physiological birth or not having an epidural is that we don't know how it's going to feel. And so I think if we can have lots of different tools and lots of strategies to implement so that we can work out what's going to really help you in the moment, what's going to feel right, what is going to work for your body, that's going to mean that you don't feel like you don't have any other options and the epidural maybe is the the, the sort of only thing that you, you feel like you can go for. Hopefully that makes sense. With hypnobirthing, we also have a massive focus on the mindset work. And this is also something that I'm really passionate about because I think it really is key in having a positive birth experience. I think it's really important not to go into our birth just kind of going with the flow and going, okay, whatever happens, happens, because it's a big deal. It's a big day. Um, There's a lot of options. There's a lot of choices. And if we're trying to make those decisions and we're trying to learn about these things and we're trying to implement techniques for the first time in labor, that can sometimes be a bit of a recipe for producing a bit more stress, a bit more adrenaline, which is not always going to be helpful. So with hypnobirthing, the kind of mindset work that we do and the kind of things that we use are positive affirmations. We use things like visualizations and creating a positive birth board which I know might sound like it's not going to do anything, but the research around visualization and around affirmations and how it can help to essentially rewire our brain and our thought processes uh, is really powerful. So that's a really big strategy that we will use. We also do some work around releasing fears. There's a releasing fears meditation in my course and also quite a few journal prompts. And I find journaling can also be really helpful at unpacking some of those fears and unpacking some of those things that we're worried about. And then we can take a really productive perspective. We can look at, okay, is this fear something that we can do something about? Do we need to learn more about it? Do we need to understand more of that process? Do we need to maybe watch more videos or read more research so that we feel like, okay, we've got a good understanding of this. Is that where the fear is coming from, that lack of knowledge? Or is it just a fear that is hanging around and is stored in our subconscious mind just because that's how our mind works and it often stores those emotions and those feelings there. So then we can use a lot of the more mindset stuff like the affirmations, the fear release meditation, the journaling to work through some of that stuff. I actually have a free printable affirmations download on my website. I'll pop the link in the show notes, but that's a really great way to get started with this mindset work. One of my favorite affirmations and one that I personally use a lot in pregnancy and also during my labor was I can do anything for 60 seconds. It's a really powerful one and it's one that a lot of my clients like as well. It's not wishy-washy. It's not kind of out there. It's not focused on any sort of big visualizations because not everyone is, is a visual person and that's okay. But it's the real focus on the fact that labor has ebbs and flows. It's not just constant intensity. It's not a constant contraction. You will have a contraction or a surge, and that might last around 60 seconds, maybe a little bit less uh, at the start of labor when the contractions might be a little bit shorter. But it will last roughly 60 seconds, and then you'll have a break in between. And again, early on in labor, that break might be longer. It might be It might be, you know, seven minutes, eight minutes, 10 minutes between contractions. And then as labor progresses, that gap in between will get shorter, but you do still have that break and you do still have that gap in between. And I think labor can seem so much more achievable and more manageable when we think about those little 60 second increments of intensity rather than the whole length of labor or being in labor for 12 or 18 hours or something like that. 
the thing with affirmations is that it helps our brain to actually really take that belief on. Like I can say to you guys that your average contraction lasts 60 seconds and you might even think listening to this, oh, that doesn't sound too bad. I can totally do this. But sometimes in the moment and when we're experiencing that contraction, we can feel like it's going to go on forever and it's just going to keep going. And sometimes we can forget to really focus on that break in between. But if we've used affirmations and we've done that mindset work in pregnancy and we've created that really strong belief in our brain, in our subconscious mind that I can do anything for 60 seconds, this contraction is going to reach a peak and then it's going to ease off and I'm going to have the break in between. Just focusing on that can have such a big impact. I know for myself, I was repeating that affirmation so many times during during contractions. And I knew that when it would hit that peak and it would feel quite intense, that very soon I would be coming down the other side. And that made it seem, yeah, so much, so much um, more manageable and so much easier. Also on the topic of learning about your body, learning about the hormones and your physiology, it's also a good idea to learn about what can make labor more intense for people and and what for a lot of people can make it more painful. So this is things like maybe having to lay flat on your back. We know for most women that's quite an uncomfortable position in labor and can make the pain a lot more intense. So learning about active birth and upright birth positions and trying some of them out in your labor is a great idea. Also, when we have higher adrenaline levels in our body, um, we're more likely to feel anxious, more likely to feel like we can't cope and we can't work with that intensity. So really having techniques like breathing, massage, things to help boost up the oxytocin, boost up your endorphins, but also bring down the adrenaline is really great. And that's something we talk about a lot in our hypnobirthing course. My next tip is to immerse yourself in birth stories from women who have birthed without medical pain relief. It is achievable. You're not crazy for wanting to do it without medication. Um, If you are wanting an epidural, that's totally your call and totally that decision as well. So I'm not, the, the aim of this podcast is not to make anyone feel bad if they are opting for an epidural. This is really for those that would like to avoid one, but are especially feeling like they're getting a lot of stories or a lot of pressure from people to have one and starting to think, am I crazy? Maybe I can't do this. Like I said, you're not crazy. And so listening to stories from other people, whether that is um, podcasts or maybe attending a group. I went to a prenatal yoga class when I was pregnant and often mums would come back and they would talk about their births. And that was really cool hearing their stories and, and that can really help to build that confidence and to almost have that inspiration, I guess, and to know that others have done it. Birth stories you can also find in lots of different places online often you can filter them by the particular topic podcasts are also fantastic there is the australian birth stories podcast which is excellent and i know that podcast specifically is great for having really good descriptions for each episode so that means that you can go through and you can look at what it's going to cover and maybe you might want to focus um, not exclusively but just focus on some of those stories of women that have birth without medical pain relief Um, And that can be a great strategy for helping you to feel like you can do it as well. And my last tip on this topic, and this is, I think, one of the biggest ones, is to decide for yourself that you're doing it. Decide that you can do this. Decide that you're going to do everything in your power to birth without pain relief, if that's something that you are wanting. I think we've got to believe it. We've got to decide this for ourselves and we've got to block out that external chatter 
this is our body that is doing it. So if that's what we want to do, then making that decision that that is what we're aiming for, that is what we're working towards, I think is really powerful. And this is not, um, this is not about being overly optimistic. Sometimes, um, an epidural might be something that someone does decide that they want in labor, or maybe there's particular circumstances, like maybe someone's having a really, really long labor and they're just absolutely exhausted. Um, or maybe they're having an induction of labor and they're finding that intensity more than they expected, or maybe, um, you know, just how their body's responding to those induction medications is quite intense. or maybe it's come on quite fast. And so, yeah, you can absolutely change your mind in labor. That's, that's okay. That's your decision. But I think if we can have that strong mental resolve, that determination going into it, it makes us more confident and it helps us focus on what we are working towards. Make sure that everyone in your birth team knows what your aim is and what your wishes are around pain relief. You don't want people offering you pain relief or saying, you know, you look like you're really tired. Are you sure you don't want the epidural? Then you can have a sleep. Like when you're really focused um, and you're working with that intensity, it's just not great having that around you. It's like if you're running a marathon and, you know, someone comes up in their golf buggy at the start and says, oh, you know, you can just jump on. You don't have to do this. Like I can just take you to the end, you know, if you want and it'll be easy. And, you know, you don't have to be like all these other silly runners, right? Like you wouldn't do that if you'd made that decision to run the marathon and you put in all that effort and that preparation. So just look at who you're surrounding yourself with, whether that's your birth partner or if you're going to have your friend or your mom or anyone there with you. Um, Look at your midwife or if you have a student midwife or a doula or obstetrician, all of those people, make sure they know what your ideal is around this. Um, and just have a chat to them around some of those things. Like maybe you might say to them, look, don't offer me pain relief. Um, I'll ask for it if I need it. And that's something that we often recommend having in your birth plan um, from a hypnobirthing perspective. And as always with hypnobirthing, it's not all about a pain-free birth. And I definitely don't teach the course saying that if you use this technique, you won't have any pain um, in birth. Because I think that can sometimes be really loaded and that can put a lot of pressure on women to avoid that pain. And if they feel any kind of pain or discomfort, they can often feel like they're not doing it right or that they're not going to be able to do it or that hypnobirthing has kind of failed them. And that's definitely not the case. So I went into my birth very much thinking, okay, I know this is going to be intense. It's probably going to be the hardest thing that I've ever done. And hey, it might be a bit painful. And it might there might be moments where I think, wow, this is actually quite painful, but I know that it is physiological. I know it's my body working. It's not pain as a signal of something being wrong um, or, or yeah, something being wrong with our body or body giving us that signal that, hey, we've got a, you know, a broken bone in our leg and you need to rest and you need to you know, seek support for that. It's not like that. It's this physiological intensity or this physiological pain. So that was really the headspace that I was going into it. And for me, now obviously being on the other side of um, having been through labor and having experienced contractions and having my baby, yeah, labor was absolutely intense. And there were times where I'd say it probably was a bit painful. Although when I think back about what the contractions felt like, I definitely painful is not the first word that comes to mind. It was a very um, intense kind of sensation that I really needed to focus on. And it felt very intense in, in the moment, but as soon as it was gone, I, you know, that, that intensity had completely gone and I was just back to normal in between. And then the next one would come, the next surge would come. 
and I'd be breathing and working through it and I'd reach that peak where you think, wow, okay, this is this is really strong and then it would ease off. And I've said to many friends since that I've experienced more pain during other things in my life. Um, and I think that's important to talk about because often we do just hear all of these horror stories around the pain and the intensity of labor. And I don't doubt that for some people it maybe is at that point where it doesn't feel manageable and it doesn't feel, um, you know, it might feel scary. And I think that's a probably a whole other episode because there are so many things that um, we do in our maternity system that probably make labor harder for people. Things like an induction and being connected to all different um, machines and maybe feeling like we can't move around or denying women access to water, if that's something that they want to use. Um, I think sometimes uh, it's important to consider the physiological pain in labor or their physiological intensity or the other things in our environment that might be making that worse. And of course, sometimes we need inductions and we need those monitoring options. And it's good that we have those things there as needed. But um, yeah, I think it's important to have that information if we're going down that path for our birth. The other thing that I find really interesting with my labor and birth is that although it was intense, I didn't ask for medical pain relief. I didn't have any anything. I didn't have the gas or um, anything. And my birth team can correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, but I don't think I asked for any pain relief. I remember saying, wow, this is intense um, and things like that. But I don't think that I asked for any pain relief. And um it didn't like thinking back, I don't think it really crossed my mind. I had access to the nitrous gas and the oxygen if I wanted it, but I never asked for it. So that I think is really interesting because while it was intense in labor, I obviously didn't reach that point where I felt like I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't work with that intensity anymore. And I know everyone is different, but for me, I really feel like that is a huge testament to the hypnobirthing techniques. And I've been teaching hypnobirthing for about eight years now. So this stuff is so immersed in my subconscious and my brain. And I really did have that trust that my body could do it. And I also had trust in my team and those people around me. And I knew that I had done everything I could to support my body and to have a physiological birth. And if my birth needed to take a different path, then that was totally out of out of my control. I'd done everything that I could, and that was that was really important for me. So if you are going into your first birth, or even if you're an experienced mum and it's not your first birth, then you're not crazy for not wanting medical pain relief. You're also not crazy if you do want it. That's totally your call. But if you are hoping to avoid medical pain relief, I think it's really important to do that mindset work, learn techniques to help you work with that intensity, surround yourself with a fantastic support team, work through any fears and decide that you can do it and really focus on the fact that your body is amazing and it's incredible and you are really, really strong. And if you want to birth through that pain relief, then go for it. It will always be there as an option if you decide that you want it in labor, but go for it, learn what you can, put the techniques into practice, and it will make a huge, huge difference to how you feel during your labor and birth. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. As I said, I'll pop the link to the free affirmations 
So I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. As I said, I'll pop the link to the free affirmations download in the show notes, and that's a great first step to getting started on your positive birth journey. If you have any questions, feel free to send me a DM or an email. I'll pop that info in the show notes as well. And I hope you all have a lovely day. to subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes and if you're enjoying the podcast I would be ever so grateful if you could rate and review on your favorite podcast player see you next week